following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, a ministry of hope for the heart, which is entering its 38th year offering biblical hope and practical help. We celebrate tonight with a special edition of the program. We welcome our team member, Dee, and as always, author and speaker, June Hunt. Well, I am uh, actually pretty excited about this time that we're going to have together. Uh, Dee, you have a huge heart for prison ministry, and I've known you before you became a part of of our ministry, and um, I knew some about uh, why you have that heart for prison ministry. And by the way, as you're listening, I, I want you to ask God to stretch your capacity for understanding that you learn that you that um, by listening to this program that you're going to be able to later think, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I've never thought this way before. And I think you're going to help us with that, Dee. So why don't you explain why you have such a huge heart for prison ministry? Well, several years ago, I had a loved one who was incarcerated, and I learned firsthand of the hopeless plight of prisoners and um, about the enormous opportunity there was to reach them for Christ. Mm-hmm. So on a personal level, you were touched. And you mentioned to me just before we started that you were so surprised. There were so many who have loved ones. They may not share it. But uh, describe what you you observed uh, about the huge number of people who really do have uh, loved ones who are in men- who are imprisoned incarcerated you know when you're going through it you don't realize um, you think you're the only one going through it that's what Satan tries to do is make you feel isolated and um, but people that heard that I had a loved one who was incarcerated, would come up to me at church and confide in me, I have a son in prison, or I have a brother in prison, or um, whoever. Could be. So many people came up to me. I even had some businessmen come up to me and tell me that they nearly went to prison mm. and told me what they had done wrong and how God was merciful mm. in not letting them go to prison. Mm. And so... Uh, it's just incredible. We think we're alone, but there's so many people in the same situation. Well, I remember how so many times you were taking airplane flights, um, and and you were visiting this loved one, and uh, it's not an easy thing when you're when you have someone endeared and. You're trying. You need to be with them. You want to be with them, but uh, it can be pretty far away. And, and but what uh, what impressed me was how you began to use our material at Hope for the Heart. Um, our our keys for living. There were books that we had um, that met needs. And you were very aware of 
the inmates need to have things in their libraries. In other words, a prison library. Now, I think I have since learned that not all prisons have libraries stocked with quality material. So how how did you ascertain that how, how did you figure it out out even what what to bring or what to do about uh meeting the needs of inmates? Well, my loved one would tell me um uh, we need bibles here. There's no bibles here. Mm. That was the first thing. And then when I would visit I would hear how they didn't have, you know, all the problems they were having. And so I also had other people come up to me and ask me, how can I help? What can I do? Um, Tell me if your loved one has any needs. And I would say, well, they're asking for Bibles and materials, Christian materials, to help these inmates there that are suffering and their wives were divorcing them or Mm. their children wouldn't visit them and they had all these painful situations going on because of their incarceration and so they were just broken Mm. broken people so um there was a wonderful chaplain there where my loved one was and um so um he arranged at the request of my loved one and another young man that he had discipled and led to Christ, mm-hmm. they requested the chaplain to start a library wow. and to get some bookshelves. So that was the beginning of sending the keys for living that you use here on Hope in the Night to right. counsel your people to help those to help those men. Well, what's evident is there's a huge need. And don't forget, we're talking about this is a captive audience meaning inmates, they are literally a captive audience, and they want something to do with their time. And I have been impressed um, because I have spoken at a number of prisons, and then I would hear what they need, and I, I, I just think it's extraordinary to realize there are so many that in prison they come to Christ. And then they start growing in Christ, but they need to learn what to do with the challenges that they have, and that's what the material does. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to a special edition of Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to that conversation in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the uh, topics that we raise here on the program tonight, feel free to call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. And they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the resources that would help you the most. And their number again is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Those very same resources are being sent to our prisons, as we're talking about tonight. And uh, we understand that many of the topics that are most helpful to them, uh, among those, are forgiveness, which is called releasing you is freeing me. Also, fear, no longer afraid. And those and so many other titles are being sent to our prisons now, and uh, as well as Bibles are being given to them, and it's got an overwhelming response there. If you'd like to give to support that ministry and uh, those materials getting to our prisons, just go to hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. That's hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. We appreciate your help. Now let's get back to tonight's conversation. Well, Dee, I'm just now thinking about how impressed I was when you would tell me about visiting this loved one of yours, and, and he was reaching out, literally explaining to fellow inmates how to have a changed life through Christ. And you would tell me, oh, this person has come to Christ. This person has come to Christ. Here's another one that's come to Christ. And um, it, it wasn't to try to impress the prison guards or anything like this. This, this was genuine change life, meaning their lives were changed. And I remember... Uh, being here in Dallas at our ministry, and uh, your the person you were talking about, your loved one, um, was out. And the next thing I know, I'm meeting this young man named Stephen, um, bilingual, and he was reached. Um, he prayed to receive Christ because of what all uh, your loved one, because he was having a changed life in prison, to be candid. It was amazing. So then when he literally um, got right with the Lord, all of a sudden, uh, now I hear this impact. 
of all these people, all these men, and in in a federal prison. And then I meet Stephen, and he's quite impressive. Um, why don't you tell about how that happened? Well, my loved one um, led this young man to the Lord, as you said. Uh, he was in his 20s at the time. Now he's in his 30s. It's about 10 years later. And he um, was teaching him the Bible. Hmm. He was discipling him, as we would say in church. You disciple somebody. A disciple is a learner. And Stephen had a great desire to learn. And so being bilingual, he would take what my loved one was teaching him from the Word of God, and he would start sharing it with the um, many of the Hispanic Spanish-speaking men, mm. which there were quite a few of at this particular place. And he he started a Bible study, and it grew to over a hundred men. And it be- wow! And they liked to meet out in the yard because mm-hmm. uh, be in the sunshine, be out in the fresh air. But the guards were afraid because their numbers had grown so big, they were afraid they might break mm-hmm. out. Oh. So they told them, you need to go to the chapel. And he told my loved one, he said, I don't want to go to the chapel. He said, we like to be out in the yard. And my loved one told him, how effective can you be from solitary confinement? <laughs> so he said, okay, we'll take all the men to the chapel. I understand. <laughs> so the wisdom was passed down to him from the Word, and hearts began to be healed. A revival broke out. Oh, wow. And other men, there was another man named Diego, who um, I never met, but he was also became like an evangelist in there, too. So mm. it was amazing, and they were, be, they were able to get a hold of these keys for living and the new library that had been established and Bibles that um, were being sent in and it was just incredible. Yeah. Well, well, and I want to emphasize: you were dry, you were flying hours to be in the Northeast, and wow, um, the impact! Uh, because many of the inmates they were not exposed to Jesus; they were not exposed to what it means to have a changed life through Christ. So they were hearing all this uh, this life changing dialogue and teaching uh, for the first time. And isn't that precious? Again, a captive audience of now a hundred and some odd men. And uh, yet uh, there was something about um, a lime green and white blow-up pool. What was that about? Well, all these men were getting saved and giving their lives to Jesus Christ and so my loved one said, they need to be baptized. Mm. So he and this young man, Stephen, went to the chaplain and told him, we need to baptize these men. You've got to go to the warden and see what he can do for these men to be <laughs> baptized. So he got a six-foot blow-up pool. <laughs> oh, and these men were weeping. They were weeping. Um, I saw the pictures. They sent me Polaroid pictures of these men being baptized, crying, kneeling next to this pool, <laughs> just so sincere, so happy to be delivered from their sin and know mm. they're forgiven and starting a new life with the Holy Spirit living within them. It was just really incredible. Yeah, l- let's explain. The, the picture of baptism is if you're standing in the water and then 
you literally go under the water. It's like your sins now are, are it's, a, it's a picture of your sins being washed away. And then you're raised up to live a new life. And yeah. so that's what baptism is. It doesn't physically take care of sin. It's a picture of what has happened after a person has humbled his or her heart. And receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And then, but that is true, um, according to the authority of the Word of God, uh, the Bible, uh, uh, Jesus died on the cross literally to forgive our sins, and he took the penalty on himself. And many inmates, they've never heard that. They didn't no. know. They knew the, not even the first thing about uh, the Bible. So this was all new to them. Very new. And back east, there's not, it's not like down here in Dallas where, you know, there's a church on every corner and we're considered to be in the Bible Belt. Back east, it's not like that. And Mm -hmm. so some of these people were hearing it for the first time. And it was, the revival was incredible. And, um, Stephen became an evangelist, and uh, my loved one was his mentor, and then Diego became an evangelist, and it was just, um, and Stephen became a pastor and was planting churches when he was released, and he's still in the ministry. He's moved here to the Dallas area. Yes, because I, then I got to meet him and his, his precious wife. Wow. Um, and, and you talk about impactful so what you're saying is what could be a negative a very painful negative being imprisoned can be the if you will the breeding ground for having a changed life to christ for many 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 people and that is extraordinary by the way what why don't you tell about something that occurred uh, it's considered America's most notorious prison. Uh, some people will not know that, but they may know, they recognize what that prison is. Why don't you tell about what's uh, going on there in regard to Hope for the Heart? Well, I had a chaplain who contacted me in early December, just a couple months ago, to tell me about this great desperate need for resources like Hope for the Heart has at Rikers Island Prison in New York, Mm. which is considered by some to be the most notorious prison in America. There was an article written to that effect. Whether it is or isn't, only God knows. But um, they, they only had four Bibles. The chaplain only had four Bibles. He had no resources. He'd been praying for two years for Mm. God to give him resources. When this chaplain who I work with reached out to him, and he he said, we're going to get you those Bibles. We're going to get you those resources. So he contacted me here at Hope for the Heart and said, what can you do? What can you do? And I said, I don't know, but we're going to pray about it, and we're going to do something. And so that weekend, I was with some friends. We were at a fellowship. It was a birthday celebration, and I was sharing about Rikers Island and their great need. And one of my friends said, tell me how much you need. I want to I do something to help. You mean financially? Financially, yes. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so I said, well, let me get to the office on Monday, tomorrow, because that was on a Sunday after church. And I said, let me get to the office and find out um, how many of our keys for living, how much it would cost. I said, we do have a discount for chaplains. I said, so let me figure out uh, the numbers and what that would be. And she ended up giving close to $6,000. And mm-hmm. we were able to send 20 topics that chaplains had specifically chosen for inmates. And we, we sent 50 of each of those topics. Mm-hmm. And they they just grabbed them up like hotcakes, our friend, the chaplain, said. that They grabbed them up like hotcakes, and um, it was really exciting. But you know, there's people who can't give six thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They can maybe give a hundred dollars. That would buy ten keys for living, or twenty dollars would buy two keys for living, or ten dollars one key. You get the idea. But um, just to hear this chaplain say he'd prayed for two years, and then for him to say that God rained down these resources, mm. <laughs> he he was so overcome with emotion mm. that. He, he was so choked up, he couldn't talk for almost a full minute when he was explaining the impact that our Keys for Living had and the Bibles had had. And he said the entire ambiance is what he called it, or the culture there at the prison had changed. Wow. Seemingly overnight, but really within like about a month's period when all these books went f- flowing into the prison. Didn't you tell me that he even would see a topic, and then he would identify a prisoner that would need that particular topic, and he would deliver that topic to that inmate, and then he would hold that 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 book to to his chest and yes. just caress it, you know, and and because these were personally given and identified, and they they knew they needed them, and then. What's happened since then? Well, it's just um, continued on there that um, he just can't believe the difference in the prison, the culture, the whole atmosphere has changed. There's not as much fighting. There's not as much anger. There's just a total different atmosphere in that prison. And his goal is to get a Bible into the hands of every inmate that Mm. comes through there. It's a... um, it's a uh, maximum security prison, and they have 10,000 inmates, both mm-hmm. men and women, and they process over a hun- approximately 100,000 people every year. Wow. So that's his goal, is to get these books, Our Keys for Living, and a Bible into the hands of every inmate that comes there. And there's many more prisons like his that need them as well. We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. 
If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. You are listening to a special edition of Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we'll get back to that conversation in a moment. If you have any uh, any questions about the topics on the program tonight, uh, really any number of topics you might be interested in, we have keys for living that might address your situation. Just call our customer support team and ask them about that, uh, what, what might minister to you the most, or maybe as you help someone else, and you can turn those topics, uh, some resources over to them. Their number is 800 800- 488 Hope. We're talking about prison ministry tonight, and those topics that are uh, among the topics that are uh, most often requested and and researched there in the prisons uh, are things like anger. We have keys for living on that called facing the fire within. Also, conflict resolution, solving your people problems. Those, and as I said, many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Let's get back to our conversation now with Dee. Well, I, I was interested, Dee, in something you shared. In fact, I've never heard of this before. Uh, I have no idea how many prisons have this, but it's like there's a particular prison that has its own radio station, and it's a low-power FM station, so it doesn't go out to the public. It's just literally heard at at the prison site. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, and and explain why, why were you told about this? Well, two chaplains came to visit our ministry. They wanted to learn more about our resources, and I was telling them about, he wanted to know, both of them, one of them knew what we did, but he brought the other chaplain to, for him to learn more. And he was he was so happy when he heard that we had a radio program called Hope in the Night and wanted to hear all about that. And he said, I didn't know you had a radio program. He said, we have a um, unit down in Livingston, Texas, where all of the death row inmates are housed, and they have their own FM radio station on mm. the grounds as you were just saying, June, and he said, it would be wonderful if we could somehow get your Hope in the Night program plugged in so the chaplain down there 
could play it for all the inmates because there's other inmates besides the death row inmates. These yes. are the men. There's another place that houses the female death row inmates. But um, so working here with your team, uh, Robert um, and Jeff, we were able to get um, it worked out where Robert could do the files for this chaplain so he could have have them um, stored in the Dropbox. And he was able to then play, now is able to play these um, programs um, to all the inmates. And I hear it's just going wonderfully. So what? Uh, so I guess we ought to do a shout out to say hi, because now uh, the, it, this will be, in essence, the day after this airs. Uh, yes. The, then, uh, I'm not saying that right, but the bottom line they're they're able to hear it right now. So uh, we're, we're delighted that you're a part of Hope in the Night. Uh, but it's through the chaplain. It's like a ministry, a, a special ministry. And uh, it would be a precious thing uh, if there were other stations or other uh, prison stations that uh, we could be a part of. So we can check yes. that out. Hopefully we'll be hearing from some of them who may be hearing about it tonight on Hope in the Night that could mm-hmm. reach out to us and we could set that up, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. And it's just making a huge difference, I know, because you always share the gospel um, and they may have never heard the gospel before or know that their sins can be forgiven and that mm-hmm. they can be healed by Jesus Christ before they die. Well, I think it's important uh, to realize that yeah, if they have a death they're on death row, um, many, many come to Christ by virtue of someone sharing, someone telling how to have this changed life that we're talking about. And uh, by the way, in all of our 100 plus resources or, or topics, every one of them has the plan of salvation so that they, if, if they're reading our material on, uh, let's say it's anger, uh, depression, you know, fear, loneliness, uh, whatever, we make it plain um, how God loves them, God God loves us all, and He has a wonderful plan for our lives. And someone in prison goes, I don't think so, I don't see the plan here. Well, the fact is our sin separates us from God and that's what the Bible says it's not my words it's what God's word says that all we like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned our own way but the Lord laid on him and that's Jesus the sin of us all and so the point is are we willing to humble our hearts Uh, there are many people who I'm going to be very candid. There are people who are not in a physical prison, but they are in prison in their their own lifestyle, and uh, they're captive to something that literally uh, has them in bondage. And there can be people more free in prison once they humble their hearts and they've literally ex- experienced um, a changed life through Christ. 
And there's, uh, the, the Bible says, when the Son sets you free, you are free indeed, the Son being Jesus. Amen. And we need to realize that uh, there are people who literally uh, have a ministry, like you were talking about your loved one, um, have a fantastic ministry to reach others. And therefore, when they share, like how this Stephen, whom then I met, and you had told me about him, he is a pastor, but he also works with his hands. He's, he's um, I think uh, he does, whether it's carpentry or, or what, what, what kind of work if he were going to be employed? He has a um, cleaning company. Oh, cleaning. He cleans um, commercial buildings, um, okay. medical buildings. And, okay. Um, he also has some ministry things he does online as well, um, reaching out to people evangelistically. You know, I, I think of uh, a man in particular. Um, this is uh, a number of years ago. I had a friend who was teaching a Bible study, an inductive Bible study, and she kept telling me about a man who had been released from prison, and he would come, and he just would have tears. And and she said, he is so touched because he, in prison, for the first time, heard about having a changed life through Christ. And uh, he had prayed to receive Christ. And then for several years he was the assistant to the chaplain and then when he got out he ended up being in a a bible study that i had once taught for a number of years and um so then i met him and i was so impressed with him i i I hired him and he I, i i can tell you he was exceptional in his skill he had a white collar crime uh, that and he told me he said I forged this maybe he was you know, all these things and he said look at my picture and I saw a picture of him he said do you see there's no life in that picture that was before I came to Christ and I just um, I loved John he was exceptional and I I think many people have no idea. Uh, what all can happen when a person has that change of mind with a change of direction and they yield their lives to Christ. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, you acknowledge him and he's going to make your path straight. Uh, The key is for us to yield our will to his will. And I've... um, I've been very high on seeing people who've had changed lives through, and I'm talking about those who have been incarcerated. Um, it Life's not over at all. It, it can be a fresh start for anyone. Uh, w- would you tell me something? I think there was a, a favorite scripture that you had. Uh, would, you, would you tell me about that? Tell us about that. Well, one morning when I was driving into uh, work here, um, I I heard a message by Charles Stanley, and he was 
he was sharing this one scripture, and so when I got into my office, I pulled out the Bible, and it relates to hope, which is interesting because that's the name of our ministry, Hope for the Heart. And it's from Zechariah 9, 11 and 12, and it says, As for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from mm. the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, which is God. It was a capital S in the Bible. Mm. Return to your stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Mm. And when I heard that prisoners of hope, it really, it really moved me deeply, and I knew that the Lord was talking to me because our hope is this isn't our real this isn't our real um, life down here. This is our real home, I should say. Um, we we do live here, and it is our life. But our real home is in heaven, and when we do have that um, faith awakening and Jesus reveals Himself to us, um, we. We are guaranteed not only for Jesus' Holy Spirit to live within us, to change us and make us born again, but also, he says, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. He promises that we'll live forever with him, and there's no end to forever. It's forever. So um, that to me is exciting, especially for these death row inmates down here in um, uh, outside of Houston that are hearing hope in the night now, because this, this life is not the end. It's just the right. beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a new beginning for everybody who accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And as you said, humbles themselves yes. and trusts Him for their salvation. Uh, what, what if someone were to say, how can I be a part? I mean, is there any way that I could become a part of what you're doing? How would you answer? Well, just like I told my friend um, back in December, right after I'd heard from this chaplain about the great need at Rikers Island Prison, I was just sharing about this incredible need, and her heart was stirred. We have so many keys for living that will change the lives of these men and women that are incarcerated across our country. We can send these keys. If you'll send whatever the Lord puts on your heart to give to our ministry monetarily to buy these keys, we will assure you that we will get them into these prison libraries so that they can be saved. They are a captive audience, and they are hungry to know the truth because they've made mistakes. We all make mistakes. They're paying heavily for their mistakes, but there's no sin that's unforgivable except denying Jesus Christ. So um, please help us to get these resources into these prison libraries by sending what the Lord puts in your heart here to Hope, hope for the Heart, and Jeff will tell you how to do that. <laughs> well, isn't it precious? Uh, Jesus said the truth sets you free, and they need access to the truth. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. 
The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You're listening to a special broadcast of Hope in the Night. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to support the prison ministry we're talking about on tonight's program, you can just go to hopefortheheart.org slash hope. That's hopefortheheart.org slash hope and find ways to give there. And uh, what we are giving to is to send Bibles and our keys for living to prisoners and get them directly into their hands. Uh, Some of the resources that they ask for, for example, are things like uh, fear, which is uh, our keys for living called No Longer Afraid. Also, forgiveness, releasing you is freeing me. And there are so many other resources we have that we're sending just as much as we can, and we appreciate your support in helping to do that. If you'd like resources for yourself, just contact our customer support team at 800-488. Hope. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. You can order directly from them. They'll help you get what resources might help you the most. Again, that's 800-488-4673. Let's return now to our conversation with Dee. I was just thinking about something, uh, Dee, that occurred about, uh, I'll say, two months ago. Uh, and uh, I, I was going to a conference I was asked to be there and, and speak, and there was someone who I didn't know, and she said, I just want you to know I use your material to help so many people. And I said, uh, really? And then she just mentioned her name, and and I said, what uh, kind of of uh, ministry do you have? She said, well, I'm a chaplain. I said, oh, really? And I, I'm very high on chaplains, by the way. Uh, I, I said, uh, uh, where are you a chaplain? And she said, at a prison. I said, really? And she said, yes. Uh, I love your material because it's so practical. It gives the scriptures, but you present the biblical hope 
and practical help. Well, that's what we say at our ministry. We present biblical hope and practical help. And she was very specific about certain topics that were very helpful to the audience, the uh, the, the prison audience. And I, I just remember a time where I I had no idea. I mean, it was I was clueless uh, about uh, prison ministry. But then I began to be asked. In fact, uh, Charles Colson. Uh, years ago, who had been imprisoned. He was the chief counsel to the president of the United States, and he was incarcerated uh, because of Watergate. And then there was a man, a congressman, I believe, who introduced him into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so before he went in prison, into the prison, he had now become a Christian, and then being imprisoned, he knew that there could be a number of things to do that would be change. Uh, he began something called prison fellowship. Uh, I assume he did that when he was out of prison. But the point is, many, many, many people uh, were taught and trained what to do um, to reach out and and I remember Charles Colson whom I barely knew but he invited me to come and sing so I sang at the prison and then I listened to him speak I sang and play guitar and and uh, I I ca- captured the vision I understood uh, from that point on this is early in the days of, of hope for the heart and then later on uh, periodically, I would be asked to speak at a prison, and I would always bring my guitar and and sing. Uh, but what I learned is, these are just people who have challenges. They have they've chosen wrong, uh, and and uh, they but they want to have success in their lives. And then when you line up your thinking with God's thinking, you can have success in self-control and in other areas if you hear how do you how do you think what what do you do? Uh, and I'm, I'm saying this, Dee, because I think many people would think, well, I could never do that. And I've heard people say, well, I could never do prison ministry. And then I later would learn, oh. Now, that's what they're doing. Uh, you and I have friends, uh, Susan and Freddie. They were a part of uh, the sheriff's department. And she was the reason why many people were in prison, because she was apprehending uh, people who would be violators of the law. And then all of a sudden, she re- retires, and she's being told, you need to be a part of prison ministry. She thought, oh, uh-uh. I'm the reason why a bunch of them are in there. That They, they wouldn't like that. And, and it was so funny because they, they looked at her and thought, haven't we seen you? Haven't you been on television? Well, maybe, maybe that. And so she would minim- minimize it. And yet it, now she is taking our material 
uh, she just finished a series on uh, forgiveness, and now she's doing a series on conflict resolution. And they are learning how to respond in a biblical way. And it's usually successful. She takes her guitar also. She can sing. But but it's not about entertaining. They love. In fact, they, they just are growing and growing in numbers. And my point of even saying that is, you may think, oh, I would never, just like Susan, I, I would never be involved. But you don't know because there are times when God can tap you on the shoulder and say, no, there's a place for you here. And it's not that you solely do that, uh, but my point is there are changed lives because of she and her husband drive, and every, every Thursday that's what they're doing is presenting God's truth for today's problems. So have you seen people who have have spoken at ministries or, or at prisons and there's a part of a ministry that they have. Is that part of your experience, Dee? Yes. Um, I have a friend that I met through a Bible study. He was a former um, All-American football star at SMU and he went into the NFL, uh, played on the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if he was on any other teams. And he became a banker after his football career ended, and he was so convicted by the Lord that he needed to be in ministry and that he needed to be talking to men who were in prison, men that were on drugs. And so he quit his job as a banker, a very good job as a mm. banker, against even his very close friend Smokey John's advice. Oh. Um, and went into the ministry um, and has a big motor home and goes all over the country huh. talking to the men. And um, he actually went up to the um, federal prison where my loved one was twice. Mm. And um, my loved one said that just men would come forward weeping, weeping. Mm. 75, 80, 90 men at a time would go forward to talk with him and pray with him and receive Jesus Christ. So he never thought as a young man playing football that he'd be speaking about Jesus Christ in prison. Um, but God just, like you said, tapped him on the shoulder. He's sitting there in that bank. Mm -hmm. And he was a strong believer mm -hmm. and was really mocked for it when he was in the NFL. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of, um, um, let's say, immorality that goes on um, at times um, amongst the men. But he he was true to his wife and his family, and God blessed him. And um, I, I was reminded of this verse in Hebrews 13, 3, June, "...continue to remember those in prison." as if you were together with them in prison, mm -hmm. and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. And mm -hmm. when you read these verses in Scripture, um, clearly all of us have a role to play in helping the less fortunate, mm -hmm. whether it's the poor or, and tonight we're talking about prison ministry, they have a deep spiritual need, most of them. Yes. And they... They need our resources desperately because they're broken. And if they weren't broken, I think 
you know, everybody's broken um, in one way or another because we live in a fallen world full of sin. And so I just think if we can get many of our listeners to help us to get our resources into the prisons across the United States, we could have a revival breakout because every inmate represents a family. Mm. And it's like a domino effect. They get saved, then they start telling their families about the Lord, and then the children get saved, the extended family gets saved, and turn their lives over to Jesus Christ. And I I just see a big revival breaking out in our nation as a result of this effort that we're doing, because we have topics that people don't talk about, like childhood sexual abuse. Mm And, and domestic violence. There is so much. There are so many sexual offenders in prisons today, mm-hmm. and most of them, a lot of them, were um, as children sexually molested. And so, our resources can help heal them, so they can go out and help others, and help others even inside the prison, because if they get set free by the truth, which God says. The truth sets you free, yes. as you often say here on the radio, then they can share it with other inmates that are suffering, just as my loved one did. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just a beautiful opportunity for us to help people who have made big mistakes in their life, and they, they need to know Jesus. Yes. We here at Hope for the Heart want any inmates that are listening to know, you are not alone. Mm. And we also want the families of the inmates to know they are not alone. I know many times I felt as if I were alone and nobody else was going through what I was going through, but that's Satan. He lies to us. There's so many people going through the same things, and we are stronger together, and we want to make you all stronger with our resources. And we just have so many topics, June, that you could tell us about now that Hmm. could help these families and inmates and these chaplains especially that want to help these inmates. You know, one one particular topic I'm thinking of is self-worth. Many people feel I've uh, made too many mistakes. Uh, I'm not worth anything. That's not true. Um, There's, uh, we have material on rejection, reconciliation, uh, there, there are all kinds of things. Some want to know how to be a better parent, even though they're incarcerated, yet they're still a parent. There are all kinds of things that we could help with, all kinds of topics, habits, and addictions. And we can help them with success and self-control. I think the issue is to, to know that uh, you are not alone when you've humbled your heart and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Uh, if that's your need, just tell him, Lord, I need you. I need a changed life through Christ. And I want to, uh, I'm giving my life to you as my Lord and Savior. Uh, use me in whatever way possible, and you will be used no matter whether you're in prison or out. He changes our lives. We will be sending Bibles and other resources to prisons as we uh, become aware of the need. If you'd like to give to support that effort, we encourage you to go to hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. That's hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we appreciate your help in that ministry. If you'd like to order resources for yourself, 
do that at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for Jane Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.